0: Good morning, good morning, Um, and it's about, we're seven minutes away from it being noon on Tuesday, uh, September the 3rd, uh, a day after Labor Day. So I hope you guys had a great weekend. Uh, Monday was out and you guys are back on the grind. And I told you guys that we were gonna come back with Executive Egos part two. And so uh, I'm very privileged and and honored to have a good friend of mine, here, her name is... I'll, I'll tell you her name right now. But look, one thing about this person I want to introduce you to, uh, she's she's really important. And we've been talking about the whole executive egos thing and how how important it is for business owners to uh, to understand between the level of confidence that they're running their business with and then if, if it's confidence or if it's egotistical, right? Because at the end of the day, you have... You have not only clients that are coming to your business to do business with you, uh, that, are, that are affected by those behaviors, but you also have your employees, your team, your management, right? So it's a whole infrastructure right under you. And so I definitely wanted to, you know, bring somebody that's been in this world, been in the corporate world, um, you know, and been doing HR consulting for a very long time, and now she's... She's a public speaker, she's a facilitator, she's a business coach. And I'll tell you something, having these people, having these resources by your side is is extremely key because these are the people with with this type of knowledge that are going to keep you out of trouble, right? Correct. So to kick off right now, uh, we have Diana Steele here. uh, And you can find her on LinkedIn at Diana Steele Consulting. Connect with her on LinkedIn. Connect with her on Instagram. Uh, but thank you for taking you know some time and and, and conversating with us and and mo- most importantly talking to, to our people here.
1: All right. Good morning. I'm very honored to be here. I'm very honored to provide any information or any um, thing that you would add that you would consider of value. Um, because at the end of the day, that's what I am—a resource to provide value.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so look, guys. Um, the reason we're bringing these resources to you because a lot of you guys are running businesses a lot of you guys are hiring hiring you know uh, you guys are hiring employees or you you guys have a team already right or you're planning on doing it and so starting off on the right foot is absolutely key and so what we want to again what we want to talk about today is executive egos part two but we don't want to really, we really want to t- touch on the compliance side. And just to kind of kick off today, Diana, um, you know, we do, we do get a lot of callers, a lot of brokers, a lot of realtors, a lot of people that are financial advisors. They, they probably, they, you know, they have restaurants. Um, and, and one thing that we touched on the previous episode was, you know, distinguishing whether, if you're, if, if, if you're confident, Right, and you're running your business with confidence and you're treating your, your employees with confidence? Or, are you, or, are you, or is it an egotistical thing? Like you, you wanna reach goals and break goals at all costs just for your ego, right? Uh, and I wanted, I, I wanted to definitely give you the platform for you to touch on how important it is from a legal standpoint, you doing business in California or in any state or anywhere, but really in California, uh, the things that people can run into. And maybe, let's say, you know, what are top three things that I would say that stand out to you, you know, that listeners should be knowing?
1: Well, the main thing to start off is, um, you know, there is there is there's nothing wrong with doing things that make us or a business owner feel accomplished and right. and, and, and um, you know, just, you know, feeling better about their business and where they feel that they're meeting certain milestones. So the mental process of doing something for yourself, that's considered ego. Yeah, yeah. So it is okay um, for, for people to have ego. Um, it is how you go about it. And again, the process of whether you're doing something for so you're yourself. You're capturing
0: exactly what I want to touch you know, on. You know where that, you're right? doing yeah. something
1: for yourself or whether you're doing it for others. Now, in a business perspective, because now you're a team... Because you're now relying on other people's skill, on their time, mm-hmm. on their efforts to accomplish your goal. It no longer is you doing something to fulfill your needs. Now, other people are doing something to fulfill the needs of the organization oh, or the company this, right. or whatever it is that you are leading. So when that becomes a, a multiplying factor by other people, then... It is tricky. It's tricky to do things or run things when you're only looking at one person in the mirror versus looking at the person leading the pack, but the other people and their efforts behind it.
0: You know what? It's interesting that you say that. Um, There's a lot of people, there's a lot of managers that they mistreat employees, right? They mistreat the cashier, they mistreat the chef, they mistreat the administrative assistant, Right. Especially if it's a woman, you know, the implications and stuff that, you know, that a lot of young ladies looking to expand their career might be put in the position of. Right. Right. Um, And sometimes, you know, these managers, I've seen them because I I was I was a victim of bad management. You know, Um, they mistreat employees Mm -hmm. like and as an owner, sometimes I feel like the owner sides with the manager Instead of siding with the army that's on the front line, right? It could be. Why is that?
1: Um. Well, I don't know specifically why would that be, but there's various reasons, and there's lots of there's lots of, you know, um, publicly published lawsuits that tell you what are some of the reasons why some of these owners have done some of the things that they have. Mm-hmm. But it all comes down. The first one that I see is, um. There are people that just don 't want to know there are there are managers or owners that they're better off in they the, covered the blind in out, the right? unknown or looking the other way versus really you know digging in because they perceive these people that they have p- trusted to put in a management position as loyal and they see all their virtues and they ma- they, may be, they may be they may be the smartest because a lot of people that move into management positions, they don't move into management positions because they were hired to be managers. They, for the most part, about 60% of people that end up in management, they end up in management because they were so good at their job that they just got promoted. And because if you're really good at your job, you must be a really good leader.
0: Right.
1: And often, they're not. not. You're just really good at doing something, but it right. doesn't mean you're good at leading people. Right. Um, so for the most part, they trust that these people are good at what they're doing. Therefore, they must be good at managing people. And they just don't want to know. And then there are some owners that um, their their lack of knowledge of mm-hmm. the consequences of what that, you know, that could, carries, that, the that net, carries right? yeah. they um don't really understand and they don't they don't. Dig enough information to really make informed decisions right so what happens is they're getting a filter or a funnel information they're only getting i, I hope
0: you guys are hearing this i really hope you guys are hearing this because this is this is really big
1: you know they're getting just this funnel of information and then they're making big decisions on very little information then then the third one is there are those owners that have lost, have lost. They have lost touch. Right. I mean, they used to know how things were run. Right. But now they don't. Right. So they are insecure themselves about how things are ran. So they now trust this middle middle management or middle people mm-hmm. to run things the way they're supposed to be run. And they may observe that they or they may not agree with everything. Mm-hmm. But the weight of how much these people mean. Versus what they may not be doing, that is not that bad. Right. It's almost like you know when you like you know your car needs you know the maintenance. The maintenance, right. and you're like, you know, it, it's giving me ten more miles. so I'm gonna run it eleven miles or twelve or fifteen until the car either breaks down and it costs you more money to fix it. Right. But the the risk. But there's of, already
0: long term damage there. Though. Correct.
1: But then, the, but then we do that, and I mean, a lot of times that happens where the the we don't foresee, or they don't really, um, until it happens to them, then they're like, oh my God, I wish I would have known. But you had all these signs, all these warning signs. Um, You just either decided that they were not important enough at that moment, or that you were going to just see what happens, Mm -hmm. and then, or that you honestly had no knowledge and they just blew up in your face, which for the most part, Um, I mean, you have to be an owner, a very distant owner, not to see some things happen. Right.
0: You know what? Uh, Let me ask you this. Uh, You have a consulting business, right? You have an HR consulting business, you come into businesses, kind of, owners, they come to you and say, hey, Diana, can you come to my organization uh, and see what's going on? Correct. Right? Um, How much, how much, how much, how would I explain it? How much confidence or how much humbleness do they, that does a person have to, like, to be at, in order to say, "Hey, you know what? Let me bring somebody to help me with this," because might... they, or if they if they continue, right? You've seen the repercussions of that, right? right. How important have has your, like how busy have you been recently just because of that?
1: Well, there are more more than fifty percent of the time. When I'm called or somebody has referred somebody yeah. to call me, it's because they are already either in it, they're already in trouble, or they're going to have to pay and to try to mitigate hmm. what what is the least amount that they can pay. Right. And or um, it's something. There's something that is very common where a business owner, a small business owner, it's hit for the first time with a lawsuit. From an employment perspective, or are rising out of employment, um, that in order to mitigate the cost of what they would have to pay out to the individual, or you know, the court would mandate, yeah. they have to engage in something called, you know, a rehab or like making it better. Wow. They can't say, "I don't, I, I don't want to pay this money," but then continue a practice that is a bad practice. So they have to. It's almost like they have to volunteer to get someone in to help them um, because their decisions have, are, are not going to cost them a lot of money.
0: Look, bad, de- bad decision-making, especially in your business, you, you, you sometimes... What has what worked for you to help you make money the last five years is great, right? But I, I think just where social media is at right now, uh, the level of information... That people have, and now I, I think you, you know we were talking on, uh, aside from here, people are driving down the street, seeing billboards right on the street, of Ventura, on Merceda Boulevard, and these attorneys saying, "Hey, if this yeah. is happening to you, give me a call, and you're seeing the billboards." And I think that it, if you haven't been sued. I heard there's a saying in California. It's only a matter of time that your behaviors will get you sued. Correct. Right.
1: Correct. Um, I think you know from a business owner perspective. You know, it's it's not. I mean, we've they focus a lot on you know the monthly, the quarterly, the the bi monthly earnings. Um, what? How much are we bringing in? You know, whatever the goal is, are we meeting that goal? And and, and 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 all of that is so important. I don't think that any of that you know lacks importance. I think that there is you know there is just a balance between. There's not that much that you have to do to make people have a comfortable and, and a good environment for right. them to work with. It doesn't take it doesn't a take lot. Much. Right, I agree. But it can take one time that you do something that really impacts somebody in a negative way, and that one time can cost everything that you've earned, including driving you out of business sometimes if you're small enough. And or including...
0: Your personal assets, touch in, on that. A,
1: and Correct. So in California, if you are a business owner... You are personally liable. So I have, you know, worked with, you know, physicians who own their practice, and they are personally liable. Um, it is not, you know, in, in in maybe this is a, you know, this is a, a practice that has been inherited by their family and by from generation to generation, and they just either were misinformed, did not know, or ignored the signs, and here they are having to literally file bankruptcy because the lawsuit amount is more than they could actually afford or the insurance is actually willing to pay.
0: Guys, look quickly, this look if if you think if you if you have ever even realized how important HR is, in today's day, it's it's extremely it's it's even more important in today's day than it was ten years ago. Ten years ago I mean, even 20 years ago, it came in as an idea, right? To have somebody listen to the employees, but now you have Twitter, you have so many things that can listen to your employees and could publicly embarrass you if you're not doing the listening yourself, right?
1: Correct. And I think that, you know, um, you may, I mean, uh, you may, if you are a business owner that hands, that is hands-on and, and, and has the aptitude for that, then then it should be you. If not... It, it doesn't matter who it is but you need to find somebody within your team your organization that is going to have that task not only to listen but to listen to listen meaning really take that feedback you know and crunch it up or type it up or whatever but give it back to you and then you know brainstorm ways of allowing those employees to share their frustrations and also the wins also the things that they're working they are they are doing well and That also helps you to roll out, you know, maybe things that you need for them to improve on. But it's a mutual relationship versus, you know, versus when um, we have owners or management teams that spend a lot of time providing the employees lip service. Um, and we as human beings we know when someone's being honest with us or when someone's just kind of telling us yeah 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 just so that we can kind of move on Um, and they for the moment you know they may have the necessity to have that job because of their family or their their obligations but that all runs a timeline everything nothing is forever so they they may be your best employee but they, you won 't retain them, right and, or you will retain the people that have absolutely no option but to stay there, but then they 're the ones that ruin yeah, your the, your right, your culture, right, and your right, culture right. Um, and you Why as you a business on a
0: couple things right now uh-huh. and as a
1: business owner sometimes you're you're kind of stuck because if you have high turnover, meaning that the good people that you that have sense. are leaving mm-hmm. and you're, and the only ones that are remaining are the ones that you really wish didn 't remain then your equation is backwards because you're spending money hiring and okay. training.
0: Repeat that again. <laughs> repeat repeat yeah. the equation again, please yeah, listen here. to this and listen to this closely. Your
1: equation is backwards because you are, you know, you're literally taking money to hire. It costs money to hire somebody. Even if you are the one recruiting, even if you are a one man show, even if, if you are the business owner that does everything, the fact that you that you're spending time doing that time is money. So right. there's a cost associated. So you're already with initially
0: that. losing money. You are you are hiring an employee.
1: You're hiring now. You're you have to hire the right people, but you also have to hire and train them because there for a period of time, unless they're not, they're not productive, so they're not giving anything to you, and then so you are already entering at a loss. You're entering this relationship at a loss, at least at a fifteen thirty day loss where you are paying this person to come into into your business to
0: listen to you and see the operation correct, right and
1: then you know let's say that it takes them a good 90 days to kind of get up to speed and be and start to be productive where you can actually measure hey they actually make an impact or no they're not right you know as a business owner everybody has an idea of oh that person works or that person doesn't work yeah so that period of time and then let's say that it doesn't work well, that person is going to be the person that is going to do everything and anything that they can do to keep their job, which is going to be very difficult for you to get rid of them because...
0: Now, is that a good thing, though, at that point? Well... Could a, it be a good thing? It
1: could be a good thing. Why? Because if, if, if they have the skills and the training and it's not, there's no, it's not a skill set deficit or in, and they, they know exactly what they need to do, the question is, why are they not doing it?
0: So does, does that, so let me ask you this, is it the employee's fault, that they're not doing their job the way they're supposed to, or is it the boss's fault, that they don't have a good training platform?
1: No, I think, well, it, it depends, right. but generically, I think that ultimately, as a business owner, you need, if you're gonna make the decision to fire and hire, whether you're gonna make the decision to fire somebody or whether you're gonna make the decision to hire somebody, you have to be clear on which one it is. Right. So if that person, based on your standards, based on what you have observed, is no longer good or is not the right fit, then your selection process is the problem. Right, there you go. If you have, if the person has the training and there is, it's, it's a will issue, mm-hmm. I will not do this, I will not do X, Y, and Z, then Then you that, picked the bad candidate. Then, then you picked the bad candidate, correct. And, and, and yeah, you should cut your losses pretty quickly and move on. And move on. But the question is, how many times are you going to do that, right? You know, and how much time are you wasting doing that? And that goes back to the employee morale. So what happens with people, if you have a a team of three or more, then what happens is the other people are the ones that are having to do the work for the one that isn't. So they're pulling the weight. And the question is, you know, do you bring them and get some of their input so that, on what it actually takes to do that job to hire somebody that could be part of that team Christ. unless you do that job yourself right. and you know exactly what needs to happen
0: but you shouldn't be doing the job of your employee no as an I mean, owner no well it depends it I mean, depends there, though, right? there, are,
1: there are business owners that you know I've, I, have, I have business owners that um, that run um, like construction companies or that run um, gardening services uh, and even physicians I mean, they don't just sit in the office. They're physicians. They yeah, the no, practice, no, no. but they're I, there. There's some
0: businesses I know that. So right. it
1: depends where there are, some, there are some business owners that do the job themselves so they know exactly what it takes to do it. Um, then there's others that, you know, their job is really more to run the business. So, you know, they probably should look at, you know, what is, how can they invest their time and their money more effectively? That, because you make the, a bad hire, and if you're stuck with that person and you try to get rid of them, you probably will. And it's okay where in that will stage. Some so. people don't, though. But Some
0: people, they, they're like, oh, I, they, they, their, their ego gets in the way of firing somebody that they hired. Because
1: they made that a bad they, choice. Yeah.
0: And they're like, oh, well, I don't want to fire. I'm going to look like a failure. But who cares if you look like a failure?
1: Well, that's where you really have to understand. Again, going back to do you do things for yourself or do you do things for your business? Right. Right? So if you do things for yourself... And essentially, you're giving yourself something to make yourself feel good about yeah. it, but everybody else feels horrible about right. it. Right? Or you make something that make not feel very good to you, but is the right thing for your business.
0: Guys, this is Diana Steele. Guys, Diana Steele, the uh, like the metal steel, not like stealing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Diana Steele Consulting. Uh, Diana's touching on some major things right now. Uh, and this is gold right this is absolutely gold um we're almost done right now but if, like get, like 7 8 more minutes but um quickly um there's a business owner right now he's he's actually right now listening to what you're saying and he's like you know Diana you're right right i you know i want to fix my my operation. I want to fix, I, I want to get away, I want to get I'm out the of signs. the way. Yeah, I'm seeing the <laughs> signs, right? I want to get out of my own way and let the business function like how, what do I do next? Like, what is it, what are the next steps to start moving in the right direction? I don't want to be sued. I don't want to lose my house and et cetera.
1: I think the first thing is if you have a team, I would pick a sample of different areas of that team starting from bottom to top or top mm. to bottom and just have a conversation with them about three things. One is you need to make a personal connection with them. Don't just go and be like, hey, I want to know how's it going. <laughs> no, um, but you, right. know, just, you should know your people. You should say, hey, you know what? I haven't talked to you in a while. We, I, last time we spoke was a month ago, but I just want to know, how, how's everything going? How's your family? How, how's, how's, how's the school? Whatever it is, find something that you know about that person, and if you don't know something about your employees, that's gonna be that's a problem. So that's the first issue. So you mm-hmm. need to find something where you can connect on a on a common ground. Right. Then you just ask them. You know what's working well. What are some of the things that this company is doing good that you feel proud right. of doing every day? Why? Because the things that they are doing well and that they like, you you shouldn't mess with that. If if their processes that are working and usually they're actually profitable, then the last question is to talk to them about. You know, what are some of the things that, that, that we could improve on, either individually or as a team or as a management team or as a company? And when I mean ask them, I'm not saying immediately follow your instinct to be defensive about why you can't do some of the things that they're going to come up with. Right. Because you are there to listen, not to, it's not a selling show. It's right. not a yes or no. And they're not really, when you ask somebody a question, you're, they're not really requiring you that you give them an answer immediately. Right. We tell ourselves that story and we act on that story and we come across defensive and that defeats the entire purpose of that exercise. You can listen to everything they have to say. And and yeah, there might be a lot of things that you're like, there's no way I'm doing that, which is perfectly fine. But if you find one or two things that you actually can do that are usually very easy to do Mm -hmm. and you do them or you assign somebody in your management team to do that, that creates that circle. Of communication so when somebody is being harassed or is being treated bad, mistreated, or doing some or somebody's doing something in your company that you are not aware of, that relationship with that person they're gonna come tell you mm-hmm. why because you've built that rapport. So, you I always say it's kind of like a parenting relationship, I'd rather hear about it first, yeah, than somebody else come tell oh, me yeah, about absolutely. it. You, as a business owner, much much rather hear about something that's happening under your own roof first versus either waiting for somebody to publicly put it on social media or getting a subpoena from court or getting a, court, right. or getting a letter of, of representation from one of your employees on behalf of an attorney.
0: Look, if, if 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 your operation gets to the point, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be very honest, if your operation gets to the point that you get subpoenaed, right, or you're you being ordered for representation at court, that's that is your absolute fault, right, because. There's so many resources out there, and especially even after today's conversation, if, if if you don't even start start treading in the right direction, trust me, it's only a matter of time. Just like with all due respect with, with women coming out, you know, um, after so many years of being harassed and, and everywhere, workplaces, you know, the whole Me Too movement, this, this eventually, you know, the whole, you know, the whole... Um, uh, mistreating employees, it's that's gonna come to an end, and you're gonna start seeing explosions happening, micro explosions happening throughout the city. Business owners are gonna start, you know, losing their employees. I mean, their jobs. I mean, their their their, their businesses just because of, of these behaviors. And this is the, this is the reason why we we brought I brought somebody that's been in compliance, been it's been in HR for so many years of experience to touch on these to touch on these um. Uh, 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 like on the pink elephant in the room. Correct. It's literally a pink elephant in the room, guys. Um, Diana, quickly, now to the employee that's, that's feeling oppressed, right? That you see them, um, that they're feeling, you know, against the wall, you know, what words do you have to, to share with them, right? They're, they're, well, they're in this position.
1: I think that an employee and a member of a staff, um, first and foremost, needs to... Find a way to let a person in charge be aware of whatever's happening. You can't be. Should they you be scared
0: of talking to somebody, like, regardless?
1: Well, it depends on the culture of the organization. And right. there are cultures where it is punitive to speak of. And it is punitive, it's viewed in a very bad way if you disagree. I think that um, an employee in my perspective, should always find a reasonable way to communicate. Maybe you don't go in person. Maybe you send an email. If, if, if you're, if, but at least you're trying to, within, get someone to listen to what you're saying to make things better. If all of that fails and you have you know, done your due diligence of trying to get someone to, kind of like raising your hand, hey, yeah. listen to me, right. or at least I have something to say... And you have ran out of choices, then at that moment, there is no other option. They need to do research. I wouldn't say necessarily see an attorney, but I would say do enough research to understand right. what it is that is really going on that is wrong. Right. And if it's illegal, then yeah, you probably need to go seek some legal help um, because you cannot represent yourself in a court of law. But Um, I really think that more than legal and more than the stress that a a lawsuit brings to a person, I think that we need to evaluate whether our personal values line up with the people that we're working for. And if we cannot find alignment, if we cannot make common ground, start creating your plan.
0: For how
1: long are you going to be there until you find the next best job? Diana,
0: hold on. Listen, that paycheck, I'll be honest, you're in a very big metropolitan city like LA, like Los Angeles, I am very sure that you'll find another person that's going to value your talents, value your hard work, but there should not be a reason why you feel trapped being at an employer that's treating you like shit. I'm sorry. Man, woman, doesn't matter. Millennial, old, old, older person, senior... They, shouldn't, they should not be treating you like that. And you should not be held captive. Don't hold yourself captive. Your emotions, your, your confidence, your self-esteem. Your health. Yeah, your health. Your health is more important than that damn paycheck. I'm sorry. I had a stroke eight years ago. And I was in the hospital, in the ICU, dying. And I'll tell you something. Right now, my health is everything. That's why three, four, five times a week, I'm running, I'm exercising because your person is a lot more valuable than the money that you bring home because without your health you you cannot bring money home you cannot pay the bills you're not going to be able to be around and and we're talking to the employees and as owners definitely look your ego it's important to have an ego but it's it's important to consider your operation your employees your environment like so many things and and definitely um, diana if anybody has any question like how can they reach out to you? They have just like something like they they just you know, something that's popping up right now.
1: Um. Well, they can. I mean, LinkedIn is is my it's my my favorite. I love LinkedIn. Uh, method I'm a big of, fan of, of communication. LinkedIn. Um. I am their, um LinkedIn.com slash in and then Diana Steel S T E E L no E at the end.
0: S T W L.
1: Yes. Um so that is a method you can message me um I'm very open I'll put some
0: links as well too Correct yeah. um
1: and you know at the end of the day if there is something that I believe that needs to be more discussed or more in detail or you I can provide more information then um my email address is also on my LinkedIn profile and you guys can contact me that way as
0: There's well. no reason for you guys not to reach out even if you want a second opinion, maybe you're not even treading on those waters, but you're maybe like, Hey, you know what? I don't wanna I don't wanna be kept you know, I don't wanna be caught with a turkey in my hand, then you know, just reach out, you know, inbox me, I'll connect you directly to Diana. Um, but let's let's change let's start changing the way we do business, right? Let's start changing the way, you know, uh, how happy our, our employees are showing up to work, you know, because we'd rather have our employees be happy to see us then give us a fake smile, but talk behind our back, you know, just because of the way we're treating them. Okay, guys? Um, any last words you want to share our, our, our listeners? Like, you want to share with them?
1: No, I any just. Any thoughts? If you are a business owner, um, and, and, and from my, my experience with business owners and executives, is yes, it is all about the numbers. And yeah, I, I understand that. But if you calculate the cost of of anything. And you will know that labor is the largest expense for any organization, no matter how big Mm -hmm. or how small. It is. Labor is the largest expense. If you are able to manage that expense more effectively and more sustainably, then ultimately you're not only adding value to your organization or your business, but you're adding value to those people that work for you, that are coming to work every day, and nothing better than to be viewed uh, as a good employer versus, you know, when you try to call when your recruiters try to call somebody and they're like, oh, I don't want to work for that company. There's a lot of companies out there that even just word of mouth people wouldn't even touch unless they're like on the street and they don't have any other job offers. You don't. We don't want. We don't want any business owner to be in a situation. So don't be one of those business owners.
0: Guys, you guys can change, and trust me. Look, this is the reason why we're empowering you guys because you guys can change, and and hopefully today's conversation really shed some some like an awesome light. I mean, I even learned myself. I was just you know literally like just taking mental notes myself. Um, But let me know, let us know how we can be of help to you, right? Um, Even if it's free information, there's a lot of free information that we can give you. If you need a private consulting, then just let us know. We can figure something out. But definitely talk to Diana uh, on on the whole HR environment and how you can better that whole thing. Because there's nothing better than having happy employees and a happy organization. Okay, guys. Thanks for tuning in here with At My Financial Specialist in L.A. Um, your host, Clint J. Marmon, your favorite podcaster. And if I'm not, you just don't know yet, right? <laughs> you just don't know that I'm your favorite podcaster. But share this podcast. Tell me what you think. Tell me if you disagree with, with, with what we said today. We love and we enjoy all perspectives and all opinions. Okay, guys? Thanks for tuning in. Have a wonderful week. Successful. Knock it out of the ballpark. Peace.